And we are back with another episode of From the Raptors. Sam and I are here recording on Sunday, June 5th, immediately after Game 2 of the NBA Finals. Sorry we didn't have a podcast after Game 1 for you guys. There was a two-day break, but we were both pretty busy, so there wasn't a ton of time. But we also have a two-day break here, and unfortunately, the vibes are not as good after Game 2. Celtics lose by 18 points, I believe, was the final deficit. I'll get the score for you guys right here. Final score, 107-88, 19 points, sorry. Uh, Lost to the Warriors in Game 2. Uh, a lot of stuff <laughs> that wasn't great in that one. I'm, I'm sure we'll get into all that. Uh, but at the very root of everything, and I know we're going to complain and do tons of, you know, angry what the Celtics did wrong. It's 1-1 headed back to Boston. That was the goal heading in. But now let's complain about game two. Sam, what do you think? Well, the theme of the playoffs continues. They just continue to do it to themselves. They turn the ball over how many times? Uh, let me get the box score up. 16, I haven't completely maybe? settled in here. Turnovers for Boston, 18. 18. Under, undersold Excellent. them, Sam. Excellent work. Well, they did that. They also got frustrated and got in their own heads, and then they have started forcing everything in that third quarter. They had it down to six, and then they collapsed. They they got it to six, then gave up a 19-2 to two run, which is not typically how you uh, win games. Not usually and, a good thing. No, nineteen no. runs are not usually good. And honestly, all around it was just brutal. Like you, you gave it away. I don't want to hear about the officials. I'm sorry. Like you can complain about it. Was it bad? Sure, but they just should have been better. That's just at the end of the day. That's always the story. Is I don't care what the officials are doing, man. If you're turning the ball over eighteen times, if you're forcing shots up on every single possession in that third quarter in going four minutes without a field goal, you're doing something wrong. You can't control the officials. I agree. We did our halftime show, and I was pretty mad at the officials. And I'm still a little mad at the officials, but I think our, our you know friend of the pod, Andrew Doxy, put it best on Twitter. I tweeted out, refs have been bad, but at this point, Celtics have done it to themselves. Stagnant offense, turnovers, and lack of rebounding. Story of the playoffs. Andrew tweeted out, uh, yeah, the ref excuse worked in the first half, but that third quarter was all self-inflicted. And third quarter is really where everything you know, just went downhill. They were down two at the end of the second, then get completely just ran over in the third quarter. And we, we knew that was a, an issue coming in. The Warriors are one of the best third quarter teams in the NBA, and the Celtics are very clearly not a good third quarter basketball team for whatever reason. And it killed them in this one. And third quarter killed them in game one, and it killed them in game two. Um, and I know the turnovers were the biggest problem of the game. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say 18 turnovers is you know good or a- anything to scoff at. But for me, it was the offense that you talked about and that Andrew said. The offense was just, I mean, it was terrible. There's no excuse for how poor Boston's offense was. <clears throat> excuse me. The defense, for the most part, I thought was solid, except for that third quarter. And even in the third quarter, the Warriors are making some really hard shots. But that offense, there's just nothing. You're not going to win many games with an offense as stagnant as the one the Celtics trotted out in game two. But we, we can stick to the turnovers and we can kind of pivot to the offense. The turnovers were just at everybody. I mean, Marcus Smart trying to feed the ball to Tatum down low. <clears throat> Excuse me. He turned it over a couple of times. Derek White getting lost. Jason Tatum making errant passes. Jalen Brown didn't turn over the ball too, too much. Uh, I'm preparing to eat my own words just in case he did. Yeah, he only had two turnovers, but he looked sloppy with the ball. Al Horford had a couple sloppy turnovers. You know, Derek White, three. Tatum, four. Brown, Horford, both two. Smart had five. Smart was really not good in this game. Yeah, It it was just a complete mess. They were feeding Golden State transition opportunities. I'll look at the final number of 
points off turnovers, but the, it was just, it was ugly. It was ugly. Yeah. You, you just can't be that careless with the ball too many times where they were trying to put the ball where they couldn't, like there was no, no room for it. No, no hole to put the ball through. You just throwing it right to guys wearing white while you're wearing green. And that typically doesn't work. So it's just careless and they look panicked right from the jump. Draymond dominated this game, whether he scored a lot or not, it doesn't matter. He brought out great energy. I know you were mad. He wasn't thrown out of the game, but honestly, he just, he had the energy and he set the tone right off the, right off the tip. He forced a second tip, reached out, grabbed the ball right out of Horford's hands. It was a jump ball. And he, he got everything he wanted. He controlled the game. He was physical. They couldn't handle it. They got timid, whatever. They they didn't handle it well. They didn't respond well to the intensity the Warriors brought. That was a team that you just beat on their home floor. They were pissed off. They came out and played like it. You came out and played pretty well. Good start to the game, to be honest with you. And then you didn't do anything about it. Went up, what, nine points in the first quarter? And it like could that, have yeah. been more. And then they just cooled off. They started five for five, missed the next seven, at least seven. Could have been more. It just, I don't know. It, it felt like they could have ran away with this game early, and they didn't do it. And it wasn't because they started missing shots. It was because the turnovers started to happen. They had seven in the first quarter. And in a quarter, they started out hot. They ended up losing by one. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they really didn't have any more control. Came out, lost the second quarter by another point, went in the half down two. Then you come out in the third quarter, you weather the storm a bit again, you get it down to six, and then you just melt. Melt. You can't do that against this Warriors team. They're too good. They make shots. It's not Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was bad. And the Draymond thing, I'm mad like that he didn't get thrown out because he should have been thrown out because that was a tech. And I'm not saying I agree. It, you know, in the grand scheme of basketball, should that be a tech? That's not my point. My point is based on how they were calling the game, that was a technical foul, but the head of NBA refereeing came on and said, we're not, I don't think they should call it a foul considering he has another one. That's not how techs work. That's what pissed me off. Just because to, to, to listen to the head NBA referee say that shouldn't be a tech because he already has one. That's, that's well, not how it works. But I, again, not an excuse, especially after that third quarter. And in the grand scheme of things, they did not handle Draymond Green's antics well. And that's exactly what they were. They were antics. It's just like what Kyle Lowry did last series, but the Celtics didn't handle it well. It's just, you got to be more composed than that. When a guy is doing that stuff, trying to get under your skin and succeeding, that's when you start to lose it. I, I'll i play devil's advocate and kind of disagree with you on the tech thing because the funny thing is about techs is there's no actual like written, this is a tech, this is a tech, this is a tech. It's the referee's discretion. So technically, they, they can do whatever they want with techs. The problem is... Sure. Yeah, the problem is uh, the head of officiating or you know, the analyst on ESPN, whatever his technical job is. Steve Javi. Steve Javi coming on national TV and being like, hey, uh, they shouldn't throw him out of the game because he just, he said it's not a tech because he already had for business. He literally said that the only reason he gave for that's not a tech was he already has one. That's what pissed me off because that's basically him saying that's probably a tech, but since he already has one, not good enough. And then Jeff Van Gundy, who Zoe despises and who I've learned to, find annoying as well basically goes you know you can't throw him out of the game for that and then two seconds later goes you got to keep the text consistent and it's just like jeff you you just you just contradict yourself on national television and admitted to it so it that that part was frustrating 
Um, the other one I, that pissed me off was when he kind of bulldozed Grant Williams early in the game and they called it on Grant. That was atrocious. That should have been a foul on Draymond at the very least. And then I know you disagree with the Jordan Poole one. I stand by that that should have been remained a tech because he reached up and tripped. I mean, let, let's be honest. Sure, Derek White, maybe you shouldn't have stepped over him. But Jordan Poole going, oh, he's stepping over me. Let me trip him. That's the tech. I Sorry. But regardless, grand scheme of basketball, grand scheme of the game, didn't matter. Celtics got blown out. I, by the I way, do I think. Have, have the number, by the way, just before you go. Uh, 33 points off turnovers. So there there yeah, you go. That's That'll do Atrocious. it. Atrocious. And it was 19, including the shot clock violation. So I do agree with you about Draymond, though. He got away with murder today. I saw a clip on Twitter, and I can send it to you if you want to play it for the people watching. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Run it. But it's literally uh, him, like, football blocking players. Like, oh, man, now I can't find it. Of course, it's down the field. <laughs> but there, there was a play where they set double screens for Curry at the top of the key. And Draymond runs past the first guy and is he looks like an offensive lineman. Somebody said, uh, like, it gave oh, – what team's offense? The Chiefs offense? Bucks offensive line, maybe? They run for their money? <laughs> See. I mean, I'm never going to be able to find this now that I brought it up. Hmm. Hold on. Brutal. Stand Brutal. by. Standing by. No, I mean, I'll keep talking while you try to find it. Draymond Green, and I'll keep saying this. I love Draymond yeah. Green. I know you love Draymond Green, too. He's the he's exactly like the, the niche of player that you hate to play against him. You love when he's on your team. And Marcus Smart is similar, but Draymond Green is like a supercharged version of that man. He he's I sent it to you. Super, super, super frustrating to watch. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll share this video that uh Sam just sent to me. He got, a, he got away sure. with murder tonight. I'll, he I'll really share the did. sound. I mean, you don't have to Yeah, okay. I'll share the sound so everybody on the audio feeds can listen to it. But if you if you want to pop over to YouTube, you can watch it. Should be around the 10 minute mark of the the pod. Uh share system audio. You're gonna get a weird visual thing of me and Sam on the screen together, and then I'll show you. Let's try not to dox myself, Jack. All right. Ready? Let's take a look here. All right. So Curry's dribbling the ball up the court. For those of you listening, it's lagging. Draymond blocks Horford and White, yeah. <laughs> and then Curry takes a wide open throw. Mm-hmm. Like he's literally yeah. like run blocking. How, yeah. how? I mean, this game was called so ticky tack for the Celtics. Like, the Jalen Brown foul on Gary Payton was – I mean, he didn't even touch him. They called it a foul. But then Draymond's out there like – I mean, he tackled Grant Williams. There was that play. I, I want to find that play. I don't understand how you can call it so lopsided. I, I'm i not saying the yep. Celtics couldn't have been better because I – and it's not the official's fault they lost the game. It's just watching a game like this after watching the first game is crazy. It's crazy. The thing is that Draymond got away with tonight – and he could have had 18 fouls. Yeah, I mean it was brutal. I found the the him tackling uh sorry, him tackling Grant Williams as well. So we'll we'll take a look at that. Uh here you go for those watching right. on YouTube. So there it is. Yeah. I mean Grant Williams. He's, he's underneath Grant's arm, hooks his arm, and then runs him over. <laughs> just tackles him. He Grant literally Williams, just he tackles him. Wrong. Like I don't and the crew agrees with you. It's it's baffling, and I said this early on, and I'm going to keep saying that this is not an excuse for the Celtics' loss. They turned the ball over. They played terribly on offense, and we'll get into that. Uh, and the third quarter was atrocious. Draymond Green gets a superstar whistle, man. He's get he's getting the whistle everybody wants Tatum to get. He Hell, dominated he, the game. 
he gets he a better whistle than Giannis, and that's crazy because Giannis is the best player in the world. Draymond, I said it. Unlike I said it on I've the pregame, seen. I said I was thinking there might be a big Draymond game. I thought he might make some more threes. Crazy. That didn't happen, but he he took over the game right from the jump. Right from the jump, he came out and ripped the ball from Horford's hands, and from that he was confident. He was playing aggressive, and the Celtics couldn't do anything about it. They they all seemed scared, or if they did fight back, it was a whistle. The the one play with Tatum there where he was defending the inbounds and then Draymond was barking at him. They split him up and then they threw the ball in and then Draymond fell down and then they called a foul on Tatum. And that was another example. I don't know. He he took over the game. He did a great job. And he was right. Yeah. He said those guys wouldn't shoot that way again. They didn't today. Horford, two points. Smart, two points. And Derek White had 12. Did he score another point after they showed the graphic there? But I, I hate... Games like this, two of my favorite players, Smart and Horford, were not good. No, neither of them were good. Horford and Smart, for that matter, essentially had no impact on this game. Neither really had they didn't have a positive any, impact. I mean, turned the ball over a bunch, missed a bunch of shots. Horford in the post, like, I'm sorry, you have Curry on, you take him. Just drop step the guy. You're way bigger than him. Take him. And I'll say this too, as much as he's hurt, Rob was also awful. He was also yeah, just he not was bad there. Now, I, I was saying this in Celtics blog chat. I don't think there was a single shining light. Like usually you can point to somebody, okay, at least that guy was good. Everyone was just bad. Like there wasn't – and I understand um, – <clears throat> excuse me, Tatum had – what What Tatum have? 28. Game was 28 points. He's still bad. He, he was still awful. And Grandy tweeted it out. The Celtics shot 40.5% from three. They shot 35% from two. Yeah, that can't happen. Like, Mind you, game one ridiculous. against Milwaukee. That's that's yeah. the vibes you get from the way they shot today. They they could not find anything inside the three-point line. That's why their offense looked so stagnant in the third quarter. Everything they were doing in there was forced. I don't get why they're struggling so much to get stuff going in the paint. I'm sure Golden State's defense has plenty to do with that. Draymond is playing yeah. a lot of help down low. Yeah. But at the same exactly. time, you should be able to get looks inside the three-point line. You should be able to make these mid-range jump shots at the free-throw line without having to take contested shots. It just seemed like there was a lot of hero ball going on at the wrong times today, which is not what you want to see in an important game. It was brutal, man. I Sorry I keep coughing, guys. I have something in my throat. But it, it was just completely ugly from the side of the Celtics. And like I said at the top of the show, I'm – happy heading back to Boston game one one and even you said that before the game I mean it's great that you already took one so there's a little bit less pressure this game but now in game three it feels like you can't really lose it right like because then you'll have to win another one at Chase Center and honestly as impressive as the Celtics have been on the road like winning another game at Chase Center is not going to be easy right like they protect their home court really well the fact that you stole one at home is huge and if you treat like my brother Henry said in the pregame show if you treat it like you know, Olive Garden instead of TD Garden and let them eat. It's not like you're, you're going to get uh, screwed at home. But I do want to talk about the offense a little bit too. Just nothing. Like the, there there was nothing. And obviously, like you said, you have to give the Warriors defense some credit. But Jason Tatum couldn't find open shots and he was forcing it. Like maybe it's not take. I'd rather game one Jason Tatum than game two Jason Tatum any day of the week. I'd rather have him shoot three for 17 from the field and dish out that many assists than shoot eight of 19 and have virtually no impact on any other area of the game. Uh, 10 days out of 10 days, any you know week, any day of the year, I'd rather have game one Jason Tatum over to game two Jason Tatum. Easy, easy. Well, to get, to get game one Jason Tatum, you do have to have 
the second part of the assist, which is the That's made fair. shot. <laughs> you but know. the Celtics shot well from three. They shot forty percent from three, so people were making those shots. It doesn't matter. It's just like I'd have to I, watch. I, I agree. Time. Like he made he made a great impact on game one without scoring. I think he made timely baskets in this game too. He turned the ball over a couple times, which hurt him. I I didn't think he forced too too much. He did have some questions. I'll have to go shots. back and watch. Maybe that's what I'll write about tonight. I, I didn't think he was that horrible. I thought, he, like I said, I feel like he made some timely shots. He made the three to cut it to six in the third quarter. Then the team melted. They they just weren't patient enough altogether, and it was really detrimental to the game. They turned it over at untimely times, and they did it time after time consecutively, letting the Warriors get hot on offense, letting them run in transition. That's when you get guys like Curry going. They're lucky Clay didn't do anything today. I mean, they kind of wasted that. You know who did? You know who did kill him? Poole did. Jordan Poole. Well, he didn't. He didn't even play that well, to be honest with you. He just made some. I mean, he made the really deep three. He he didn't do anything crazy. Six in the first half, five and nine from deep, seventeen points. In the the first half, he was real bad. The thing with Poole is he hurt them when you noticed it. If that makes sense, like those big swing plays kill sure. him just every time in the half court i mean that that, that half court was repeater man i just tweeted lol like there's at like that specific shot there's nothing you can really do just just brutal it, it was just terrible and then to start off the first quarter with the celtics turnover a missed warriors layup an offensive rebound for the warriors and then a warriors made layup that's when i knew the game was over that right there and as if it wasn't over heading into the fourth down <clears throat> whatever they were down the fact that the first, the th- fourth quarter started with the Celtics turning the ball over, then giving up an offensive rebound was just the most like, oh, what's the word for it? <laughs> Emblematic. That's I don't think that's what I'm looking for, but it, it just it was the perfect representation. It encapsulated the entire encapsulated, game. Yes, that in the playoffs, really. The Celtics. Maybe this is a hot take. I know you'll agree because generally you have green glasses, and I try not to. But it feels like the Celtics have just been the best team for the majority of their games and the ones they lose, especially, I mean, the buck series, I, maybe I won't say this, but they've just been handing wins over. And it's tough to say that about this warriors game. Cause the third quarter was, I don't know how many turnovers they had in the third, but the third quarter was mainly, I think just bad defense and warriors hitting shots. The Celtics in the third quarter had four turnovers, which isn't great, but it's not like anything obscene. You know what I'm saying? Like average that for a game, you average 12, but generally, the Celtics, to me, have seemed like the better team, but they just kind of hand it over when they don't play tough. And that's something you've stressed. I know when you just like control the things you can control, and the Celtics have done just a horrific job of doing that throughout the entirety of the of the postseason. And this game, it came back to bite them once again. I don't know if they're the better team today. I think overall. I think they were in the first half. Yeah, I think the they were in the half, first half. I agree. I, at halftime, I came and I said they should be up 15. They weren't. I yeah. think. They panicked and they melted when the Warriors put pressure on them. That's not good. It's not good. And in he melted in the third <laughs> quarter of game one. Sorry, it just gives me the the elite analysis for the Celtics tonight. Now I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just just not good. <laughs> that that's about. I don't all know you what to say. tell you. They just. I know. They, did they shoot themselves in the foot tonight? Yeah, but the Warriors Absolutely. also really put pressure on them. On the uh, you know Warriors played great defense. They played awesome, especially in that third quarter, and the Celtics were lost. As soon as they stepped inside the three-point line, they were lost. And that's where you have to be efficient. If you're taking twos, you need to make them. You need to get good looks. They didn't work to get good looks. And if they did work, sometimes it didn't work out in their favor. 
they wasted shot clock, took contested shots over guys from the free throw line, and it built up. It it accumulated, and they lost, and they let it slip away. In game one, you could have had a similar story if they didn't come back in the fourth quarter. It doesn't discount yep. what they did in game one. It doesn't mean they didn't win the game, but it does mean we're starting to see a pattern. They come out in this second half. They don't play very well. Golden State does play well. And I will say the third quarter tonight felt a little less self-inflicted than it did in game one, which is a positive thing to me. It doesn't, it, it means you're working to box out. How many offensive rebounds did Golden State have tonight? Less than 10. In the third quarter or in total? In in total. I know it was seven at one point. I don't know if it six. got much. They had six. six. Yeah. So good. You cleaned that up. If you want a positive, they weren't running all over you with the Celtics had six boards. too. So they tied them, I guess. Yeah. It's good. Good. Um, it, it Again, though, what I will say is every time they get an offensive board, it's a timely one. Like it always comes when the Celtics need the ball and need to get back into the game. And it just doesn't happen. And Kevon Looney was an underrated part of that first half for me. Every single time the Celtics played good defense, they just rotated one too many and he was open for a dunk. He shot six of six, had 12 points, uh, seven rebounds. I, I think, yeah, it, for me, and I said this for the series, he's the X factor for them. They need to make sure that he doesn't get the offensive rebounds that he always just manages to. But tonight he killed them by just being that extra outlet, excuse me, that they needed. Stephen Curry, 29 points, six rebounds, four says he was good as well. Um, only shot nine of 21 from the field, five of 12 from deep, but he did what he needed to do. Draymond Green finished with a Draymond Green style line, nine, five, and seven. He did his job. He dominated the <laughs> very game. clearly. He dom- He was the best player on the Warriors tonight by mm-hmm. far. He just, he controlled the game. I, I've said it three or four times already. He came out and set the tone right away and the Celtics withered. They didn't yep. they didn't respond to it. And when they did, it was a foul and they lost their cool. It, it wasn't necessarily because mm-hmm. the foul calls are unfair. Uh, you know, in those particular instances, mm-hmm. was it fair that uh, Grant Williams was called for a foul when he got tackled? Maybe not. <laughs> right. But there were instances where they let it get to him. And you can't do that. That's what he's out there to do. And, and you let him do it. We haven't talked about this yet. Jalen Brown was horrific. Uh, like yeah. he had a great first quarter, the rest of the game, at, like one of the worst games you've seen him outside. I mean, the turnovers were fine. I guess if that's the one saving grace you want to point to. Other than that, he was forcing up shots. He he. This is what I always say with Jalen Brown, and I get slewed for it everywhere I try to complain. Whenever I try to complain about Jalen Brown, whenever he doesn't have a shot fall he tries so frantically to get another one to go that it ends up spiraling out of control and that's exactly what happened i mean he shot <clears throat> excuse me what he shoot in the first quarter he shot four of six in the first quarter and then the rest of the way he shot one for 11 yeah like you can't he, he, do that horrific he didn't realize when he didn't have it anymore and, and we've talked about this before i forget which game in the miami series really prompted this but he, I think it might have been after game three we talked about this. He comes out, and usually he is the first quarter guy. That's what they do. They yep. try and get him going. Tonight he had it for the first quarter. He was four of six. He was great. He had 13 points. After that, he lost it. He was missing shots. And he didn't realize at all, but he usually doesn't realize quick enough that he doesn't have it anymore and he needs to start deferring. And that's where 
it catches up to them, and that's where they start to force shots because he's trying so hard. And and you're actually right about that instead of just being a hater. You know, it's <laughs> it's something that today hurt them. He didn't he didn't have it after the first quarter, which sucks. But he never adjusted. I'll say Tatum did the same thing. Like he, he made his threes, which is fine. But if you really take a deep dive into how the game played out, he shot four of nine, three of four in the first quarter. And then after that, you subtract, he shot five of 10, which I guess is better than I thought. But do you he know He really wasn't like that he, bad, Jack. He just didn't. I really didn't like the shot selection from him. He, I mean, he ended up shooting okay, four of nine. Uh, sorry, for the game, he shot eight of 19, six of nine. The threes were fine, but he was doing a very similar thing to Brown. He just looked like he was trying to force shit. And even if it didn't end up the in whole a shot team attempt. Was forcing everything today. Sure. That's why they lost. Even if it didn't end up in a shot attempt, it just seemed like everybody, and I'll encapsulate everybody. I guess I'll stop trashing on Jason Tatum because the stats don't back me up. But no one was looking to move. It just seemed like whenever – this this is gonna sound super backwards, but whenever they got a mismatch, that was like their only focus on offense. Like they were going to attack that mismatch, and nobody else was going to move. If Jason Tatum got Stephen Curry on his hip uh, on the elbow, no one else was going to move was help him, and they were going to settle for that shot. And usually that's fine, uh, but if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown aren't making those mid range shots, then the offense just devolves into stagnant, and that's kind of what happened. Like there there was no movement, there's no cutting. Uh, the three-point shot was there because they shot 40%, but as a whole, like, no one really took threes. Like, we talk about the uh, the shot attempts. Like, of their 37 threes, Tatum and Brown were 18 of them. Like, everyone after the end. And then, let me continue on. Of those threes, Stauskas was two, Hauser was two, Malik Fitz was one, Pritchard was three. You know what I'm saying? Daniel Tice was one, Neesmith was two. Like, most of the threes they took were in garbage time. There was really no ball movement for threes Horford attempted zero threes this game right yeah, like he, he just Marcus Smart there. attempted three it, it was just weird right like I, the offense as a whole was just really really bad tonight and you like you we keep saying credit the Warriors defense but the Celtics were doing themselves no favors yeah they, they just forced everything we we keep saying it but it's true they especially in that third quarter you went the like last four minutes of the quarter without scoring uh, making any field goals because of that everything was hard and that's the difference in the game a lot of times you can just look and be like listen this one team is getting looks that they want to get and the other team's really having to work even if the ball's going in you can tell yeah brutal it, it was brutal uh the other next thing i want to talk about uh and again friend of the pod at this point because i steal topics from him in our conversation shout out it's gear you messaged me. Would it surprise you if Udoka starts the game with White instead of Robert Williams for Game Three? And I, I said it would surprise me because they've tried to keep continuity. But I think that's a good discussion to have because Rob's been bad, right? Like, and I, I know he's hurt. But if he's going to be hurt and he's going to play like he's hurt, he can't be on the court. Uh, you saw more of that tonight. He's an ineffective rebounder, even at the very start of the game when they tried to throw him a lob and he came down with it. Like if Rob's not throwing that down and I know he was in a little bit of traffic, but usually he'd just take that and throw it in. Like there's very clearly something wrong with Rob. And if he's going to play like that, he can't be on the court and starting with white. Maybe that gives you a little extra energy. It gives you people to chase uh, Thompson around. I'd personally probably still start with Grant, even though Grant's been pretty bad this series as well. And then you go to white off the bench because that's been, you know, pretty good. But I I think Rob's minutes have got to like start coming down. 
They either have to come down or he's going to have to start producing. I don't think you should sit him to start the game. I think he's good to have out there at the beginning. And the Celtics actually started this game pretty good. Uh, the problem is when he's not rebounding, when he's playing like he's hurt, you can notice it in the flow of the game. There was plenty of times today where they went at him and they were successful because of it. He he just looks – and he had a Marcus fall on him too after – one play. I was scared. I really thought there. he was going to be done. I really thought that was going to be well, not like done, done, but I really thought he was going to come out of the game and like call it there for the night. Just sucks. It sucks because he was so impactful before he got hurt and he was making everything. And now you've got him out there and he looks like half of what he was. The athleticism doesn't seem to be there. He's not giving you the extra possessions yeah. like he did in the regular season off the offensive glass. And Guys like Looney are really getting in on the boards. Wiggins was another guy tonight that got a bunch of offensive rebounds. Otto Porter got some. It's just something that's going to hurt you. If you keep letting them get offensive rebounds, you did tighten it up a bit tonight, but you turned the ball over instead. You can't just keep giving this Warriors team free possessions, free chances, because they're going to take them. It's not Miami. They don't have a bunch of bums out there trying to play. It's not Milwaukee where it's Giannis and a bunch of other guys or Brooklyn where it's KD and a bunch of other guys. <laughs> um Ime Udoka before this this was yesterday before game one um talked about Rob and it was an interesting quote and I'd like your take on it basically said uh right now it's just a discussion and let him know pretty much that play the game if you don't need to practice or shoot around I don't need to see you on the court for the rest of the season until game time if that would help him uh so he kind of gets what he needs as far as that watches what he needed to watch and really more mental than physical so it sounds like and it's it's not right to just pick out that one part of the quote and spend all the time on that, but that's what I'm going to do. It really sounds like this is just a mental thing because from what Udoka is saying, it's not really you know a physical problem at this point. It's just Rob getting back into that mindset of my knee is fine. I can play normally. And obviously it's more complex than that. And I'm not trying to shit on Rob for like not being quote unquote mentally tough. Cause I think that's a bullshit argument, right? Like I understand the idea of being mentally tough, but I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, come on you're in the finals. Like dude, like dude had knee surgery a couple months ago. Like I'm not going to like try to downplay that. But again, if he's not going to be playing at the level you need him to play at, and he's going to be a detriment to the team, you have to consider experimenting with other lineups. But Tice He's given okay minutes, but he can't play like big time. Well, yeah, that's the point. Who are you going to put out there instead? You're just going to go small. That's the issue. You can, realistically speaking, you can, and you try to play quicker with a faster pace with Great Williams at the five. Like I know he's slimmed down, but you you're not telling me Great Williams can't play the five for stretches because he definitely can. Especially, I mean, maybe the idea is you put Horford. It sounds weird to match Horford with Looney minutes, but you just try to make sure Horford's on the court. For when Looney's in, and other than that, you try to run some Grant at the five minutes. But even that, it's weird. At this point, though, do you know what I'm saying with the Rob thing? Like, it's just not – it's not I, right now. I think he's, like, actually hurt. I don't think it's a mental thing. I agree. No, he's definitely still – And, and I hurt. think that's why uh, Ime says, listen, you don't have to go on the court unless it's game time because I don't know if it's a fatigue thing and then the knee starts to get hurt. You know, the more you are on it, the more it begins to hurt. I don't know. I don't think it's mental. It just doesn't seem like the kind of thing that Rob would have, if that makes sense. He doesn't seem like somebody that's, like, afraid of anything. He's very fearless out there. He's a rim protector. I don't think, 
I don't think by mental it's afraid. I think it's mental as in I, I, I just feel like he's being cautious, if that makes sense. Like well, he's that, just too it's he's too aware. Thing. It's just a different word. He's afraid he's gonna injure himself. He's afraid he's hurt. I guess. I, I think overtly aware. I, I think it's different than being afraid. I just think he's thinking about he's overthinking it, I guess. And if you want to interpret that as afraid, fine. It is. But, it's afraid. It doesn't it doesn't mean okay. it's like he's a coward. That's not what it is. It just yeah, means okay. he's dealing with an injury. And he's afraid to make it worse. And he's afraid he might land wrong. He's afraid playing athletic, he could make it worse and, and ruin his career. He's he's an NBA player. His body's his 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 whole thing. That that's how you make your money is your physical abilities. Especially him. He's a he's an athletic freak. Of course he's worried. It's not a good or bad thing. It's not it doesn't mean he's a coward. It just means I mean you're if you get hurt like that, you're probably a little bit afraid. I'm sure when he tore his meniscus, it wasn't any crazy play he did. It was a freak thing. I remember when it happened, all of us were trying to go back and figure out when did it actually happen. And it, and yeah. it was just some minute play, average play, and it happened. And his whole thing is athletics. Athletics. Athleticism. <laughs> of course he's going to be cautious and, and afraid. It doesn't it, – it yeah. it's just weird – to me, because that is a his whole play style is fearless. He's jumping, dunking over guys, blocking yeah. shots with guys trying to dunk on him. He doesn't seem like that, so I I think he's actually hurt. Okay, no, I buy that. I definitely think he's still a little bit injured. Um, but at that point, you have to try to experiment with experiment. Excuse me, with other lineups. Um, There's a quote I wanted to bring up. Uh, Jason Tatum said the Celtics didn't get the benefit of the doubt when they tried to match the Warriors' physicality. Oh, Jesus. Well, this is why <laughs> – no, no, no. This is why they lose. This is the whole thing we've been talking about. They let Dr- – and this is why Draymond dominated the game. Is he right or is Tatum right? Sure, Tatum is right. They It was ticky-tack one way. It was physical the other, and that's the way it was the whole game. But guess what? You can't control that. You need to go out and just play. It, it doesn't mean throw the ball into traffic. It doesn't mean force shots to try and get a foul call, which he did during this game. You can't let the whistles affect you. This team, and especially Tatum, has had a history of doing that, and tonight was just another instance. And that's why they lost the game. That's why things got more difficult for them offensively. That's why they turned the ball over, because they weren't focused. If you're focusing on the officials and you're like, am I going to get a foul call on this play? If I go into traffic, am I going to get a foul call? If I shoot into this guy, am I going to get a foul call? Of course your play is going to falter. Everything was hard. Everything became hard because they were upset and they were rattled. And in fairness, both Udoka and uh, Horford basically said Draymond did nothing. So they're dismissing him, which true or not, which obviously controlled that game. He dominated the game. But the way to handle that is saying, nah, it's fine. We just have to be better. That is the correct way to handle it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't give him that boost and say, like, let him know that. It doesn't uh, matter if they say it or not. It. I mean, you watch the game, you can see it. I understand, but I'm just looking at quotes. And both of them, Horford, I mean, handle always like he does, the professional he is. <clears throat> Excuse me, said, when we play drive and kick, that's our game. We need to play that way. Again, offense was terrible. And there was another quote. Um, Horford on physicality. I don't know if they raised it, whatever that is. I just think we weren't good enough, especially in the third. I don't think that has anything to do with it. So there's the quote you're looking for, Sam. <laughs> Horford, we weren't good enough. Physicality doesn't matter, um, which is in a nutshell pretty true uh, and has been the theme of the physicality playoffs. doesn't matter. 
no 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 he he meant like we weren't good enough like the the whistles and the physicality okay. and everything they were bringing that's, that's true that doesn't matter he was basically just saying we need to be better everything else like, they do need to be better, better. Mm-hmm. they need to be they better do. regardless if they got every call tonight they still need to be better you don't you don't go down 29 points in a game because of the whistles <laughs> And, and Tatum wow. coming out and complaining about that is upsetting. I and again, I don't want to completely blame it on Tatum. I am reading a quote on Twitter. I'm not reading like uh, could be taken out of context of the entire answer. I just read what I read from Keith Smith, and the only part in quotes was "didn't get the benefit of the doubt." That's the only part in quotes, so I don't like completely know. Regardless, though, and again, I've said this the whole time: the Celtics lost themselves that game, not the refs. He's not wrong. <laughs> He's not incorrect. Um, the Warriors definitely got a better benefit of the doubt evidenced by the Jalen Brown call. That's all I need to point to when we're talking about benefit of the doubt and the Grant Williams bulldozer call. Very blatant. Not like it doesn't matter, though. Like you said, it doesn't matter, especially. And this this is where it t- uh, turned into a tipping point for me. I was mad at the refs at the halftime show. You know that I was very angry and I really get angry. The third quarter, I mean, there's just no excuse you can make for that. You turn the ball over four times, which is probably pretty close to league average, right? Four per quarter. I guess that'd be 16, though. Three per quarter is probably average. So one over average. And you lost by 21. The, the, The Warriors made shots and you missed. Like, what did the Celtics shoot from the field in the third quarter? Right, like I don't the, know, the offense it was really poor in all the shots they took. Twenty three percent from the field. They they made four shots in the third quarter. That's not unacceptable, right? You're you're not going to win games like that. Like the the offense for me was the major sticking point in this one. The defense was fine, right? Like the Warriors made some tough shots. The Warriors shot, excuse me, fifty eight percent from three in the third quarter, and it's tough for me to say the Celtics played like horrific defense. There was just no offensive flow tonight. Like it was all stagnant. It was all terrible, and that's why they lost the game. Um, that and the turnovers, obviously, but for me, the offense is the thing I'm most upset about because they played great, right? Well, turnovers in the first are part game. of the offense. It's part of the offense. Yeah, it's because they got stagnant. If the ball was moving and it was in a flow, they wouldn't be turning over the ball so much. So I'll give you that one as well. Just brutal, right? Like there, there's not much good. Like I wish we could be sitting here and talking, like you know, oh, they played hard. At least they took game one because we didn't get a chance to talk about how good game one was. But um, it's tough it to great. talk about. You were yeah. in this game for a while, so you should have won. Should have won. <laughs> should have been up at halftime. You weren't. Yep. I agree. I agree. Uh, this is a pretty short pod, but yeah, I'm like beyond exhausted. One. I don't have much for you today, dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I mean, we talked about everything. I, there, there's not really much else to talk about. Draymond Green. Uh, we talked about the refs for, I guess, a couple minutes. Turnovers and lack of offense. Right. Like, I don't really have anything else for you. Um, Aaron Neesmith got minutes. Woohoo! <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, man, brutal. Just, just, just a brutal game. I think uh, the I, guy that should have the biggest gripe with the officials is Derek White. By the way, I think he got fouled on drives more than anybody, and it wasn't. He called. does. He got he hit does, in the and back then on multiple layups. That they, he gets called for ticky tack too. He gets called yeah. for stuff on the other end. Derek White gets a bad whistle. Uh, you uh, hit the nail on the head with that one. Anyways. Uh, This is going to be about 40 minutes for you guys. We appreciate it. Uh, Per usual, thank you guys for tuning in. Check us both out on Twitter. That's Laura Faces. I have a long night of writing ahead of me. uh, And Sam works at 7 a.m. So we're going (laughs) to cut it a little bit short. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Check us all out on Twitter. 
Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, blow our faces from Raptors Pod on Twitter for the pod. And yeah, go ahead, Sam. Yeah, what Jack said. Thank you very much for uh, listening or watching. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. He's at Jack's Mon NBA. I'm Sam with France NBA. Uh, you can follow the pod at From Raptors Pod. That's us go. Come on.